The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. There is a judgment greater than anything you've ever known. It won't be long. Your life will pass by as a vapor and you will stand before the judgment seat of God. And every secret deed and thought Every wrinkle, every spot will be in view Before the one who knows all things The Lord of Lord and King of Kings You know the one you never knew While you have breath You have a choice to make in life Turn away from your sin And believe on the risen Christ You can find peace in Him From the judgment that's to come He is the shelter from the coming storm All creation shakes at the mention of his name. He has power over life and death. Every knee will bow and tongue confess. Heaven and earth will proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of the Father will you bow. He can save you from the might of all your sin This is a fight in which he stands In perfect victory While you have breath You have a choice to make in life Turn away from your sin And believe on the risen Christ You can find peace in Him From the judgment that's to come From the coming storm While you have breath 
Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. I come today with a very heavy heart. I come with a deeply concerned heart. What I see happening in the American church is so utterly devoid of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Well, there is a Spirit, but it's not the Holy Spirit. It's another Spirit. I want to be very frank with you as we come to pray. And I need to make some very clear distinctions for us as we come to pray. Many people do not like this broadcast. I hear from some of them. Why don't they like this broadcast? Well, because it's out of step with the American church. I consider the American church to be apostate. Why? I'll tell you. In just a very few simple words, it's not complicated. I come preaching repentance. For me, revival means a great move of God bringing conviction of sin to God's people and to sinners in the world and causing men and women to weep before Almighty God and get their lives right. I also preach a second word, and that word is holiness, where we live before God according to his word, where we don't play games with grace, with cheap, cheap, greasy grace, where we don't believe in a sinning Christian, where we believe that Jesus Christ gives his people full and complete victory in this life to live in Jesus Christ. Now I want to read a passage of scripture that you're very familiar with, but please hear it as for the first time. Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, We usually begin in verse 14, but I don't want to begin there. I want some context. So I want to go back into verse 12. 
the Lord appeared to him at night and said, This is the Lord appearing to Solomon. I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. When I shut up the heavens so that there's no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people. He's done that today. He's drying up Lake Mead. He's drying up the water in America. He has sent locusts to devour. We're approaching famine. There is a plague among us created by demonic people for their profit. Verse 14, in these conditions, such as we now have in America, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and heal their land. Now, there are some significant things that are not said in this statement by our Father. He commands us to humble ourselves. He does not command us to begin to declare to God what God should do. We are to pray, but that is a prayer of humility and repentance. We are to seek the face of God, not his hand, but his face, intimacy with God, and turn from their wicked ways. Not to gather together and create vain imaginations about the Holy Spirit and the angels and what God is doing and what he's supposed to do. I listen to some of the leading prophetic people in America who call themselves prophets, who call themselves bishops, who call themselves apostles. They don't talk about turning from your wicked way. They don't talk about humbling yourself before God. They're about seeking the hand of God and commanding. They described 51 angels that supposedly surround the United States. And in a, in a public meeting, a large gathering of God's people, supposedly, they, get, they began to pray commands, declarations for these angels to take their assignments from the ecclesia, from the church, and go and fulfill the demands and the commands of the ecclesia or the church. This is not the church of Jesus Christ. We don't command the angels. We don't declare what the angels should do. No, we come in prayer to humble ourselves before God and to seek his face and to turn from our wicked ways. 
It's then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. God doesn't need my declaration to come and heal this land. He needs my heartfelt repentance. He needs me to weep before him and get right with him. As you can tell, I'm not very happy camper today. I am angry at what I see happening in the deception of the body of Jesus Christ by the prophetic movement among Pentecostals, Charismatics, and others. We have been utterly deceived in America by these men who and women who in their own imaginations have appointed themselves to be prophets and prophetesses. Are you kidding me? Oh, my brother, my sister, let me read this to you. Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send plagues among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, not when I make affirmations and commands and declarations that God is to do such and such. when I humbly seek the Lord and turn from my wicked ways. He will forgive their sins and heal their land. Now I want to read one more passage and then we're going to pray. Second Chronicles, the 11th chapter. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers disguising themselves as the apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. It is not a great thing, then, if his ministers disguise themselves as ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. So in other words, it's not surprising that today I can listen to one of these prophets that is nationally known speaking at a prophetic conference, and he doesn't even use the name of Jesus one time in his 45-minute lecture but he speaks about we're entering into a new era when God is going to take the commands of the ecclesia and he's going to move and bring great revival to God's people. He's defining revival very differently than I am. For him, revival means miracles, means happy times are here, means God's people are good to go. It doesn't matter if you're sinning, you're saved Anyway, in the midst of your sin, you're still saved. That's not what the scriptures teach us. So I understand. 
Revival for me means a people who finally get on their faces before God and turn away from their sin and walk in righteousness before God, in innocence before an almighty God. This battle belongs to the Lord. It does not belong to me. I am simply a servant doing what I'm commanded to do, speaking what I'm commanded to speak. And I I know many of you, many who have listened to this broadcast have gone away angry because you wanted to hear you're loved unconditionally and God has a great future for you and God is going to do wonderful things for you and you're going to prosper and do well and America is going to be restored and it's going to be the great center of the world and we are American Christians. Lie upon lie upon lie. God's judgment is coming upon America and upon the church. Prosperity is not coming to the church or to America. We're coming into a time of severe judgment before Almighty God. We are in the galloping horses of the apocalypse. We are at the end of the world. We have come to the time for Jesus to return while the church is playing with the false apostles and the false teachers. I want Jesus. How can you tell a false apostle from a pastor who teaches the way of righteousness? It's very simple. The false apostle will not lift up Jesus Christ. The false apostle will not call God's people to repent. He will not point out sin. Instead, these so-called prophets or prophetesses will give you wonderful words of encouragement even as you continue to walk in your arrogance and sin before Almighty God. They'll work some miracles even. I'm not interested in miracles, except the miracle of a transformed heart who turns from wickedness unto righteousness, who is born again from above. And if God chooses to pour out signs and wonders, that would be wonderful. But if he doesn't, it's not about that. It's about Jesus coming in power. So let's pray. Lord, I come to pray today with my brothers and sisters. My heart is broken. I can barely hold back the tears. For I see that your people have been deceived by false apostles and false teachers who've come preaching prosperity, not righteousness who've come in the vain imaginations of their own heart that they have the right to give decrees and to control the spirit realm by their decrees and their affirmations and their prayers. Lord, 
I know this is utter wickedness before you. I plead your mercy today, Lord. I plead your mercy for your church and your people. For I know that judgment begins at the house of the Lord. And I know that many of these false apostles and false prophets are going to be judged most severely. Lord, please come. And break the lies of the prophetic movement in America. The pretend prophets and prophetesses, the pretend bishops and apostles. Lord, forgive and bring conviction and expose the sin of the church. Lord, bring forward the wickedness that is found in every heart except those who have repented, who have confessed before you, who've been washed and made clean and now are humble workers for your kingdom with no vain imagination. Lord, please come. Please come and minister to our hearts. Lord, I am broken before you today. I know clearly why this radio broadcast has been turned away by so many in the church. Because I'm not interested in false apostles. I'm not interested in lies. I want the truth as it is in you, Jesus. Lord, I praise you and worship you. And I know that you're in charge of the great harvest that you will bring to this earth in the midst of great suffering, persecution, and pain. I know, Lord, that many will turn away in bitterness and anger and will curse your name because you no longer are seen by them as a God of unconditional love, but a God of justice and judgment and wrath. For, Lord, we have as a church, as an ecclesia, we have lied about you. And I pray, Almighty God, that you will put an end to this lying and this claiming of false authority. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. I pray in your holy name. Amen. You're welcome to call and pray. 877-534-0780. That's the line to call. And our producer, Shenandoah, she'll take your call and pass you through to me. 
0780. Is your heart hungry for Jesus? Do you want the truth? Do you care what happens to the American church? Then call and pray. 877-534-0780. Shenandoah, do we have any callers? Okay, that line is wide open. Several lines are wide open. We can take more than one call. Let's call now. Oh, Lord, you are a God of such kindness and such mercy. And you're filled with compassion for your people. But I do see there is wrath upon the church in America. For we have believed the lies. We have pretended that we were something important when we're not. Lord, forgive us. Lord, I desire above all things to walk humbly before you and to speak only what the scriptures say, to be filled with your presence. So, Lord, today we give to you to pray, to confess, to repent, to say, Lord, we are seeking your face. We are turning or we have turned from our wicked ways. And we're asking that you please would hear us from heaven and that you would forgive our sins and that you would heal this land before it is utterly destroyed. We face annihilation today, being threatened with nuclear war, being threatened with all kinds of tyranny coming out of our government. Lord, we see that we have come and that we live in the last days of earth's history. I pray, O oh God, that you will turn your ear to those honest, serious saints who will humble their hearts before you and who will repent and turn from their wicked ways, whatever it costs them, and get right with you. Lord, come, please. I pray in your name, Jesus, and by your blood. Amen. Well, our phone number is 877-534-0780. And I want to say plainly to you, I recognize that this broadcast, we are speaking something that is not being spoken across America. 
I pray with all of my heart that he will open national radio that we could go across this nation. And we can do that if men and women respond to the call of God and make that happen. But I'm trusting in whatever God wants to do. My eyes are upon Jesus, not upon you. My eyes are upon Jesus. And I pray that your eyes are upon Jesus too. Would anyone like to call and join me in praying? Or should I just put music on? I can do that. I just can play some music for us. Lord, it's really hard for Americans to pray because we're so filled with our own hurt, our own deception, our own bitterness, our own sin. It's hard to call and pray and be so public. Lord, I pray for your people. I pray, Lord, you'll quicken your people now by your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 877-534-0780. You're welcome to call now and pray. We have a caller. We have a caller. Let's take them, please. Thank you very much. Please pray. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, Lord, I thank you. I ask you, please, please, to protect and bless Pastor Ray and his family and the members of his church. And I thank you, God, that they have a church. And I thank you for those few of your remnant that actually speak truth. We may all have some misunderstanding, but Lord, there's truth in your truth, and the rest is silly. Lord, your word tells us to endure to the end. And Jesus, you are our example. You are our Lord and our Savior. And by your death, you've given us the grace to, 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 to be saved, to be changed, to be new. Yes. And people don't know that. They believe these nonsense preachers. And, and Lord, I wish you'd just shut their mouths. Honestly, if you just shut them up somehow. They're on TV, on the radio, and they each other spout stuff. They hear, people hear something three times. They think it's true. But the one thing that's true is your word. You gave us your word. There's no reason we don't know the truth. And... Please keep us from being duped by your grace and, and and your truth, your truth, not what anybody else tells us. I mean, you even said, you know, if somebody says, oh, Jesus in the desert, don't believe him. We're all going to see you come back. Whoever's still here that hasn't worshipped the beast or the image or taken his mark, and even then they're really going to see you, but they, they wouldn't repent. 
And so, Lord, we need to be true to you, and we can only do that by your help and your grace and your power, because we have no power. But we also have no backbone. And if we don't have backbone, we will not endure. So I thank you, Lord, that you you don't leave us alone. You don't. I mean, times are going to get hard, really hard. But but we're all told we're going to have this cushy life because you love us so much. I don't see that my life isn't cushy. And I thank you for that. I give you praise and glory. Whatever it takes to build me to endure and remain faithful to you. And I thank you that you've forgiven me for the sin of not being right with you in the past. And and Lord, I just pray that every day that we, we do walk with you according to your will and your way. The same way we repent, we don't repent of what we decide are your law, or, you know, we're not under the Mosaic law, but your commandments didn't go away. We're not lying and stealing and heathening. We live according to your will. Your will. You just, Jesus, when you came, you tightened it all up and made it even stronger. You made it clearer. (laughs) So may we not decide to do it our way, but your way and your way only. And help us, Lord, make it tough now while it's not that hard, because your word's very clear what's coming, and it isn't going to be good. And for those few who make it through, it's going to be tough to watch. And most won't. I mean, if only... A remnant of two made it into the promised land. A remnant can be pretty small. And you even say that if you don't come back when you do, none would survive. So, Lord, I pray that we make it through. If you, if if this time of tribulation has started, and it sure seems to have started in my life, but that's just me, and I don't want to be selfish, Um I pray, Lord, that you, you, that more people would repent, truly, truly repent. Not some silly prayer, not some little just repeat after me thingy, you know, but truly turn to you completely. And Lord, I pray that you keep, you bring more to you and you, you keep me and others in your arms under your wing. Please don't let us go. Because, you know, no man could take us away, but we certainly could do it ourselves. We can dig our own hole. And Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to dishonor you and turn from you. I want you to be all. But Lord, there's so many people who think they're right and they think they're saved and they think everything's cool and it's not. They've believed lie, a lie, a lie. And we're not going to have an excuse when we stand before your judgment seat. We can't say, well, they lied to me. Or, you know, the image of the beast was in the VR and on the screen on our phone, but we didn't know it. Well, you know it now. You know, I don't know what's back there, but I know VR's running and it's not anything good. And we're easily duped and tricked, so without your grace, we'll never make it. 
So I thank you, Lord. I trust you. I give you my whole heart. And I ask everybody who hears this call today, gets in your word, and stop spending time on anything that's not important and not according to your will. I thank you for Pastor Ray, because I don't know any other person that speaks your word. I know a lot of people that speak all the nonsense Pastor Ray was talking about, and they're all lies, but they feel they feel right. It's kind of like a lot of religions. Oh, it feels so right. Lord, I don't want that kind of reassurance. I want only the truth that comes from you. And so we maybe we all turn to you and repent and just ask you to hold us tight and keep us safe and keep us true to you. I thank you, Almighty Father, and Jesus, in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. God bless you. God bless you, too. Okay, our number is 877-534-0780. We have a caller. Welcome. Please pray. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time that we can gather together and pray. And I humble myself before you and I turn from my selfish ways. Lord, I want to make it to heaven. And I want to be a shining light for you. And I don't want to believe the lies. And so I pray. I pray today, Lord, not my will, but your will be accomplished. And that I will humble myself. And I will be repentant. Lord, help me to fear you as I ought to fear you. To love you as I ought to love you. You said if I keep your commands... That will prove that you love me. If I love you, I will keep your commands. And so I want to keep your every command. And I pray, Lord, that you will, by your blood, purify my life and that I will be pure and whole. That I will not sin against you. That I will be holy because you have called us to be holy. You have called us to be righteous. And I realize, Lord... Heaven is not a free trip. We don't get a free pass to, we don't get a free ticket or a pass to heaven. It's not free. It costs you everything. And it's going to cost me something. And I thank you, Lord, that you've got commands. You've got holiness and righteousness. And you said we will not see you without holiness or righteousness. Yes. And so, Father, I pray I come before you today, and I pray that I lay down my life and in Romans 12, you say, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, and that's in Chronicles. But anyway, I I pray, Father, that... We will humble ourselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways. And Father, um, you've also asked us to lay our life down, to crucify our flesh, to crucify ourselves. Crucifixion, oh Lord, is costly. It costs something. It costs something to go to heaven. It costs us our lives. 
And so we lay our lives down. You gave everything. You gave your only son, your one and only son, who was holy and pure because the, his blood was pure. Our blood is not pure. Our blood is unholy and unclean. But Lord, your blood was clean and pure. And so it cleanses us if we, and it's conditional, if we will confess our sins. So I confess my sin, Lord, and I pray that you'll purify me and that I will live a holy life, that I will be without spot or wrinkle and be one of the ones that you're coming for, Lord, because you're coming for a bride without spot or wrinkle. So I want to come before you without spot or wrinkle. I pray that you'll expose all unrighteousness. Lord, expose the unrighteousness in the church. And I pray that more people will open up their blind eyes and deaf ears to hear because you have warned us not to be deceived. In Matthew 24, that's one of the first things that you say is, is uh, uh, not to be deceived. So I pray, Father, that we will not be deceived. Lord, that we will open up our eyes to see the truth. Your word is true. And to stand on that word and not believe what man says that your word says, but to believe what your word says, because it's true. Lord, that we won't add to or take away from your word. And we've added to and we've taken away. And many have been deceived. I praise Lord. I don't want to be deceived. I've never wanted to be deceived. I want you and you alone. And I want you to open up my eyes to see in my understanding. I pray for discernment, wisdom, and understanding and knowledge. Lord, because I don't want to be swept away. I don't want to stand before you and for you to say, I don't know you. I never knew you. Lord, I know you. I have a knower, and my knower knows you. And, Lord, I love you because I obey your commands. And when I don't, I'll quickly repent and turn because that's what your word has said. And I thank you, Father, for your word because your word is holy and pure. And that's the only way that we can make it to heaven. (laughs) And it costs something. It It costs you everything. And it costs us, our lives, to lay our lives down because you have called us to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow you. And so that's sacrifice. So I sacrifice myself to you, and I want to live a holy life. And I give myself to you today. And I pray, Father, that you will open up many, many people's eyes in the church because they're being told lies. And, Father, that they're, you'll take the blinders off their eyes and you'll pierce their hearts. And you'll say, men and women in the church, Lord, it's your people who don't believe you. And Father, if if the church doesn't bend and bow, I pray that you'll reach out to the lost. You'll go to the highways and the byways and go to the ones, the homeless, the downgrade ones, Lord, the poor. Lord, you have blessed the people in your church, and we've become rich, but we've loved ourselves too much, and we haven't loved our neighbor as we love ourselves. We haven't turned from our wicked ways. Basically, the church in America is lost. It looks so much like the world. 
that you can't tell the difference between the world and the church anymore. So I pray, Father, I don't want that in my life. I pray that I will have a shining light in my heart, in my life, that when some, somebody looks at me, they won't see me, they won't see me, but they'll see Jesus. And that's what I want to do. You said to follow in my footsteps, and so I, I humble myself, and I will follow in your footsteps, Lord. I will follow you to the cross. And if you call me to be a martyr, then I will be a martyr. I'll give my life, Lord. But I won't deny you. And I pray that you'll give me the courage and the strength to say that I believe in Jesus and I'm a Christian to the end because you said that if I remain faithful to the end and overcome, you will give me a crown of life. And Lord, that's what I want is to be in heaven with you. And so I pray, Father, you will give me the courage and strength to stand with you to the end, to the end of my life. So I ask these things now in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you, sister. Thank you. Our phone number is 877-534-0780. We have a couple more minutes. I'd like to invite you to pray if the Holy Spirit is moving in your heart. Shenandoah, are the lines open? All the lines are open. They're waiting for you. This is your time. Lord, I just come. I bring this broadcast to you. And I ask, Lord, that your will would be done, that you would breathe upon it, that you would move in the hearts of men and women to repent, to walk clean before you, to give up their vain imaginations, to turn aside from all darkness, to walk clean by your power. Lord, I know you've given your blood and it has the power to wash and cleanse, to restore, to restore what the devil has stolen from us. Lord, we are, many of us, people of of anguish and pain. And you are carrying us. And you have taken that pain and healed that brokenness. Lord, thank you. I know there are those listening today who are desperately in need of your healing. Your healing of their bodies, of their minds, of their spirits. For they have been broken by the enemy. They have been attacked. Lord, I pray that your comforting Holy Spirit will come now and restore those broken ones. I pray, Lord, that you will come and move, giving very clear direction for what men and women should do as they're wondering, how do I survive what's happening in my life? 
Lord, only by coming to you shall we survive. For you are the one who has strength and power and life. And we give ourselves to you today, Jesus. And there are some listening today, Lord, who are filthy, dirty. They know they're sinners before you. They know what they're doing, and your spirit has been speaking to them and convicting them, but they have not yet turned and said, okay, I give, I will follow Jesus. Lord, I ask that you would cause men and women today listening to this broadcast, give them the courage to turn from the way of darkness and seek you as as their healer, as the restorer of their soul. But I also ask, Lord, that you would break every vain imagination, every thought that we're in charge somehow, that we can command you for what you're supposed to do. Lord, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and no man commands the Lord of lords. You are the one who commands. Lord, please come in power today and minister to our brokenness. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. How much time do we have, Shenandoah? We have four and a half minutes left in the broadcast. Are there any calls? No calls. We have time for one more call. I'd like to hear from you. Does this gospel that you hear preached day after day, does it does it call you to Jesus? Does it pierce your heart and cause you to repent? If you think this is an important broadcast, if you want this message, which is so unusual, that preaches repent and be made holy by the blood of Jesus, then I'd like to hear from you. You can write to Pastor Ray Greenley at National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. That's National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. You're also welcome to go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com, nationalprayerchapel.com. I'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Do you see this as I do? That we must be made holy. That we must repent of our sin. And we must be made clean by the blood of Jesus. That we are to humble ourselves and seek his face. That we're to turn from our wicked ways. Do you believe that's the gospel of Jesus? By the power of his blood poured out for us at Calvary. 
do you believe we're supposed to give God orders and decrees and tell God what he's supposed to tell the angels to do? Oh, my brother, my sister, grieves my heart. I believe God is hearing from heaven the cries today that are going up asking for the blood of Jesus to forgive your sins, to wash away your iniquity, to turn you back to righteousness. And you may in your heart be saying, oh, I don't know how this can happen. And you may even be saying, Pastor, I don't really want this to happen. And yet there's a part of your heart that longs for Jesus. I can tell you today, he loves you, but he does not love you unconditionally. Every person who does not repent and turn from their sin will be cast into the fire of hell. I don't want you to go there. I want you to walk in the power of the blood of Jesus. I want you to walk in the victory that Jesus won at the cross. Well, I'll be back next week by God's grace. And we'll be studying in the book of John again. You're welcome to come to the National Prayer Chapel on Sunday. Our service begins at 10 a.m. Go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com, and you'll find the directions. God bless you. Pray, pray, pray. I love you. I'll talk to you soon.